When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Support for the Cannon Fire podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any other place online. And of course, they've always got the online casino, which never closes. So head over to BetOnline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Once again, bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new edition of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Back at you today for episode 173. I'm your host, as always, Rhett Matthew. Joined alongside me, my good buddy and co-host, Philly Bucks fan himself, Mr. Evan Wanish. We are live on YouTube for the second straight week in a row. Because free agency kicked off today, and, and well, the... Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been busy making some things happen. At the end of the season, we kind of, you know, we kind of gave it to you straight and said, listen, a big priority for this team should be keeping together what we called the big three. Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Chris Godwin. Well, we talked last week about Chris Godwin getting the franchise tag. Levante David agreeing to a two-year deal. Today, I don't know, free agency opened at noon, maybe 12.07. The news broke that Shaq Barrett will remain a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. They're going to give him a four-year deal worth up to $72 million and includes $36 million fully guaranteed. It's $17 million a year with incentives for sacks and playoffs to put him up to $18 million. And the cap hit, this is the best part, the cap hit for 2021 is only $5.6 million. It is a bargain of a deal. And the guaranteed money that he gets, 36 mil as I had mentioned, essentially makes it a two-year deal, which if you're looking further on down the road is really, really big for guys like Vita Vea, Devin White, Carlton Davis, who are going to be needing a contract soon. And then, of course, they brought back Rob Gronkowski, a one-year deal, $8 million, with incentives to push it up to 10 And here come those void years again. We'll talk about the Tom Brady restructure because that also happened. But on Gronk's contract, there are four voidable years on top of his one year. It makes his 21, uh, 2021 cap hit $4.8 million. So, so let's just start from the top. Welcome back to the Cannon Fire Podcast. Evan, how are you doing? Great news today for a lot of Bucks fans. It is. It's a busy day. Um, first off, uh, I know it's, it's free agency time, but I wanted to start off with kind of uh, – a, a sad note. I want to offer my condolences to uh, the family of Keyshawn Johnson, his uh, oldest daughter Maya. They just announced has passed away. Mm. Um, want to give you know give my condolences to to the entire Johnson family. And uh, Keyshawn was a big part in you know in the Buccaneers winning their first Super Bowl. And uh, it's a real shame he just announced on Twitter. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to to something a little bit more. You know, bring some spirits up. So. They're doing it, man. They're uh, they're 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 bringing everybody back, aren't they? I mean, it's um, uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, the the tampering period starts at noon, and at twelve oh eight, boom, Shaq Barrett 
back, right? He texted Josina Anderson, says, I'm going back to Tampa. And I was thinking, okay, it's probably like 19 and a half mil or so a year. Um, I thought that would have been fair. He got like 17 mil a year. Yeah, man. I mean, to <laughs> say that he um, took a, uh, you know, a hometown crazy. discount is quite the understatement. Right. Yeah. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy. And he definitely could have got bigger offers now, you know, Florida, there's no state tax, right? So technically, you know, you, you technically, he would have maybe made the same amount of money if he went to New York per se, maybe. Um, but like a team like Jacksonville could have used them and they had money to spend. So like, I definitely think he could have made a lot more from Jacksonville. I think a, a team like that, but he chose. And like, that's why I said uh, beforehand, I said, you know, he's going to have to weigh uh, over, you know, three, $4 million dollars is it worth, you know, probably not winning a whole lot. And I, I think he really, really values uh, winning. So, uh, yeah, it's a good deal, I think, for both sides. It's very fair. And, yeah, the cap hit is, what, $5.6 million. So what this does is this allows them to stay under that cap and to be able to keep bringing these guys back. Yes, there is a point where you can't do it anymore, right? And I, I don't know how many more they got left in them of uh, these, like, you know, pushing money back and uh, there's no voidable years on the Barrett deal. I don't think there might, there might be one, um, but there's not that many, not as like, you know, not like the Tom Brady thing where there's like three voidable years or something like that. And um, so, I mean, like I said, I think it's fair for both sides. And I mean, Leonard Floyd just signed a four year deal. That's 16 mil a year. He got, like, yeah, that's very similar to Shaq Barrett, and uh, I would have rather have Shaq Barrett. So uh, a good deal for both sides. And, uh, yeah, I, I really, really was surprised. I, I, I thought Barrett was going to come back. I, that wasn't that wasn't the surprise. The, the, the surprise was that that number that, that he got. Yeah. So well done by, by him because he got his payday. He broke the bank, I guess, right? Because everybody was telling me that he was gone because he was going to break the bank. He, he said it. So. Uh, everybody was trying to convince me that he, he wasn't coming back because he said one comment. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's, it's a good deal for both sides, and I, I think everybody's happy. Now let's go down the list so far of those 21, uh, 2021 cap hits that the Buccaneers have on their hands. First off, Chris Godwin on the franchise tag. He's going to be taking 15.9 mil, and then you follow it up with Tom Brady with only $9 million. Shaq Barrett with the 5.6 you had mentioned. Levante David with only 3.5 this year. And then Rob Gronkowski with that deal that was announced a little under an hour ago, $4.8 million. And, uh, you know, let's kind of get into the topic of void years. But first and foremost, you got to give your credit where credit is due. Another incredible season of really, you know, handling the money, I think the best way it could have been handled as far as making decisions on this team. Uh, Jackie Davidson and Mike Greenberg are basically spearheading that, and they have just knocked it out of the park once again. And their work isn't even done yet. No, no, and and shout out to Mike Greenberg and Jackie Davidson. They are rock stars in that front office. They are the ones that are orchestrating all this. Uh, obviously, Jason Light is the one making the decisions, and he's you know he's doing a lot of it. But uh, those you know Mike Greenberg and Jackie Davidson are really the ones that get down to business and get into the contracts. Jackie Davidson deals with the the agents side of things a lot. She's the one really negotiating with the agents, and Mike Greenberg's I, I believe the one really working on the numbers. So shout out to both of them. Without them in this organization, I don't know where the Bucks would be because they are they're awesome. And uh, yeah, it's. It's kind of crazy. I thought they would do it. I didn't know if they would do it to this extreme. Um, I mean, they still have. I mean, they haven't restructured a single contract that isn't Tom Brady's, and they haven't cut anybody. So, yeah. like, they if they you know if if they would want to sign somebody, uh, they they could free up the space to do that. Now, and, and it's also an interesting year because we knew that the cap from this 2020 season is going to be a little bit different because of the COVID situation, but. Also, while we're on the topic, I don't think we'll ever see an offseason where every contract is going to have void years like this. For anyone who really isn't up to speed or, you know, most people, because I really didn't even know what this was until uh, the Levante deal was announced. But what the hell is a void year? Like, you know, it's easy to say that it's a year that just simply doesn't really count. You know what I mean? It's like a hypothetical year that can be taken away that they don't really have to worry about until they get there. But like... 
sum it up nicely. I guess explain it to us all like we're five, because at the end of the day, as much as I try to wrap my head around the logistics of it, it's kind of hard to understand. Yeah, so um, basically, you you explained it, right? A, a void year is um, almost, it's it's not real, okay? Like, Tom Brady did not sign a four-year contract extension with the Buccaneers. Like, he is, four years from now, he is not going to be under contract with the Buccaneers. Um, Levante David, his void years, he was, he's not going to be under contract for the buck with the Buccaneers after those two seasons. He's still a free agent in 2023. He, he still is. So is Tom Brady. Both those guys are free agents in 2023. That doesn't change. What the void years do is it's basically almost like a credit. Um, right. So you, you basically, you don't have to pay it right now, right? You're buying it but you ain't got to pay it right now. You got to pay it eventually. Like eventually, you know, there will be some, you know, some charges, some dead money, they call it in the NFL um, to their cap. Um, But right now you don't have to worry about that. What that does, how they're able to lower the cap hit so much is the void years stretches out the deal. So that's why you're able to put the cap hit so little, because if you signed a guy for two years, 30 million, he didn't add any void years. I mean, you could do five million in the first year, but that would be like ten in the second year. Yeah. This way, you're able to stretch it out a little bit more, and you're able to create a little more space every year. So, like Levante David's deal, five point, uh, what is it, three point something this year, three point eight or something. Um, he's not, and he signed for twenty five million. He's not making twenty two million dollars next year. That's not his cap hit, right? Um, Tom Brady, same thing. His cap hit next year is the same. It's you know, but his cap hit, his cap hit for twenty twenty one is nine million, but his cap hit for twenty twenty two is twenty five million because yeah. of those void years. So that that's how that works. Um, I know it's complicated to a lot of people, and it's complicated to a lot of people because this is not something that the Buccaneers have done. Something that when you look at the Buccaneers are always the lowest in dead money. That's not going to be the case next year. Or the year after that, or the year after that. It's well, be especially, especially if you have these guys on the void deals. Like, let's say, you know, Brady retires before then, or even Gronk retires after next season. I think for Gronk, it'll be, like, dead money right around three and a half mil. So it's definitely money that you're going to have to come up with at some point. But one more thing to kind of cap it off, and then we'll talk about the Tom Brady restructure. Um, there's a lot of people who have been worried about the future of this team financially. You know, you're only going to have so big of a window to make these moves the way that they are, to manage things the way that they are before eventually time runs out and you got to pay everybody. Um, There's also a situation with the cap. And by the time the Buccaneers really have to worry about this stuff, there's a real possibility the cap is going to go from here to way the hell up here. So, So what's going on with that, too? exactly why i'm not really concerned about it right now uh right into you know the cap nobody could have predicted a pandemic right yeah. that would have wiped out ticket sales wiped out revenue and took the cap from 198 million all the way down to 182.5 million nobody could predict that right that was that was unpredictable so we really took a, a hit on a lot of teams and obviously a lot of teams were expecting it you know i sort of feel bad for a, every cap manager around the league because you know, like this is your job, and how are you supposed to do this? Like, this isn't you know a normal thing. Uh, the cap will never really go down, and next year it's going to go up again because yeah. let's assume they have most stadiums. Let's assume they have close to full stadiums. Okay, towards the end of the season, pretty much almost every stadium had fans in it in some capacity. So I'm going to assume they have most stadiums have full have full stadiums, okay? And, you know, with this vaccine and stuff, we'll, we'll see what happens. It's supposed to really, you know, be be rather quickly distributed. So let's say we do have full stadiums and the NFL can get all that revenue. The cap is going to jump from, like, 182.5 to over $200 million. Like yeah. It's going to be over $200 million. Oh, yeah. So the resurgence here, when everything is open full capacity all 17 weeks of the season, they're going to be making some bozo bucks. Right, and that's how the bucks are going to be able – it's still going to hurt. Like, those big – don't get me wrong. Those big cap hits, right, and then those the, the drawn-out money, it's – yeah, yeah. it's going to hurt, and you're going to lose some guys. Next year, Jordan Whitehead's a free agent. Alex Kappa's a free agent. Are those two guys back? Eh, probably not. 
because you, you can't pay everybody. You just, you're not able to. Um, so I, I do think, you know, that's where it, it hurts a little bit, but it, it helps you right now. And with the, the cap going up rather big, and also there's a TV deal TV deal in the way, so that'll that's going to skyrocket here oh, shortly. Yeah. So in the next two years, assuming we're uh, – I know it's, it's hard to assume, but assuming we're back to normal or some sense of normalcy and the NFL can have full stadiums and get their revenues back, I, I don't see – it'll be difficult, but it's not going to be as difficult to manage as it would be if the cap stayed – stayed like this next year or only went up five million next year or something like that. It's going to go up 20, 25 million dollars next year. As I had mentioned before, Cannon Fire Podcast, episode 173, we are live on YouTube today. Take a quick second to shout out all of our people in the live chat. Uh, Biz610, our good man, Mr. Bucks Nation, James Hill, uh, the Buccaneers content creator of the year, a very prestigious award that he was bringing home to, to put up on the shelf. And, and listen, without giving away too much, Dude, James James showed me and Evan what he what he's got in the hopper, what he's working on right now. He's got he, he's he's got some he's got some good content. It might single handedly be the best piece of Buccaneers video content to hit this platform since mm-hmm. he released uh, that Old Town Road parody. And uh, I'll, I'll yeah, leave it at that, man. If you guys remember that Old than- Town Road parody. It's better than King of the Wing, I have to say. It yeah, is. it probably better is a little bit King better than King of the Wing. But, what I mean, we'll hook up with him next year. He'll be officiating our King of the Wing, and maybe our production value will get a little bit better. But uh, we just have to wait and see. But, Mr. Bucks Nation, thanks for hanging out with us, my friend. Odson MB, Ben Leeper, Kevin522, everybody else in the live chat, really do appreciate you guys. NFL God 99 checking in as well. What's going on, fellas? So... Let's talk a little bit about this Brady restructure. The last time we talked to you guys, we were talking about how it's pretty likely at that point. I think it was, you know, the move that we anticipated most. And the day after they ultimately announced the deal, Brady and the Bucks reached agreement on a uh, four year contract extension that voids into a one year extension that locks him into Tampa through the 2022 season. Um, it ultimately saved the Bucks 19 mil against the cap. But as we had just talked about, this is where those void years come into effect again. And the news on the on the Brady deal was kind of weird because I felt like you saw all sorts of numbers flying around. And I don't really think anyone knows what the deal itself is. You know what I mean? Because it's it's a four year deal with a fifth void year and then it locks into this like it's it's kind of weird. But Evan, if you want to break down that Brady deal and then we'll talk about the move itself. Yeah, I'm not I'm not a cap expert myself, so I'm gonna do the the basics thing here. Here's what you need to know. His cap hit for 2021 is about nine million dollars, maybe a little bit over. It saved the Bucks about nineteen million dollars in cap space by doing this. And now he is not a free agent next offseason. He's an a free agent in the 2023 offseason. So those are the, the the three basic things, okay? His cap number is nine million. It saves him nineteen, and he's got two years left on his contract now. Okay, he does not have three. He does not have four. He has two years left on his contract. Those void years, like I talked about, are just ways to stretch it out so he can get down to nine million. And his cap in twenty twenty two is also twenty five million as well. They were expected to be twenty five million. It will include incentives, um, as you know, as it did this year, and he was able to meet them, those incentives. If he meets those same incentives, uh, I think the Bucks are fine with that <laughs> um, because that would mean you know a lot of success. So um, we'll see what happens, but that's that's the bottom line. Okay, it, it saved them money. He's back for two more years, and apparently, you know, the Bucks wanted a commitment apparently from Brady before doing this, and Brady did commit to, to playing in 2022, so it's not like he's going to leave him high and dry. If he would, though, let's say they win the Super Bowl in 2021, and he goes, I just won back-to-back Super Bowls with a brand-new team. Like, I'm good, right? Which could happen. I don't think it will. If he went back he to back win. to get his eighth, you might as well go for 10 at that point. I mean, Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, well, I I don't think it would be 10. I think he would be thinking of being the first ever NFL team to repeat. To, I mean, to three-peat. 
yeah. to win three in a yeah. row. Um, so I'm not saying that's going to happen, but let's say he's sitting there and he's just one back to back and he goes like, I'm done. Right. Like let's say his knees maybe bothering him a little bit. Then he, you know, he liked this time in Tampa. But he's like, I'm, I'm good. If he retires, the bugs get money. It's not like they have to eat that money. I believe they get 15 or so million dollars. Like they get that his money off if he retires before that contract ends. So um, it's not like they'd be on the hook for anything there. So uh, it, it's a complicated deal. Uh, the Levante David one, a little complicated. The the Shaq Barrett one, a little less complicated. Um, and this Gronkowski one is you know, when you get in the prorated bonuses and, and, and salaries and stuff like that, that's when a lot of people get confused. And trust me, there's a reason we are not cap experts. Okay. I am <laughs> far from even a, a, you know, I'm far from a high school math expert. You know, I, Jesus, math is my worst subject. So it's all right. Me too. I, I, I do my best, but that, that's the, the, the dummy down version of what the deal means for the bucks and, and for Brady. Um, I did see one thing before we move on. Uh, I, I still feel like Ben Leaper. I still feel like as tough as it is, Cam Brady got to go. It, it, it's possible. Um, but yet again, with Gronkowski's cap, it being so low, maybe they just have Brady take a pay cut and he stays because that, that, they're not the... in dire need of that 6 million. And that's the thing is that the way that they've played cap gymnastics up until this point, I think they have a little bit more flexibility to not necessarily cut a guy, but ask him to take a little bit less. Maybe you got room for another restructure or two. Like it, it definitely opens a door a little bit for stuff like that to maybe not be so quick to say, Hey, Cam Brady's going to be cut. Hey, Will Golston's probably going to be cut. Um, because I'm sure both of those guys are in a position, based off of what we've seen from everybody who signed a long-term deal so far, people on this team aren't really scared to take a team-friendly deal if it means you know another another trip to the Super Bowl. Right, and I, I mean, uh, you know, I used to think that Cameron Bray and Will Golson were it was just like a done deals, like they were going to be cut. I think, I still think one of them's cut just because I, I think it's tough to keep both those salaries you know on the roster. Unless one of them's expected, you know, wants to take a huge pay cut, which I'm not expecting. Um, but I, I don't think both get cut anymore. I, th- I think ultimately Cam Break probably gets cut. Um, but I think Will Golson stays along. I, I think he does. Um, so we'll, we'll see what happens. And, um, you know, but I mean, yet again, if they want to create cap space, they can restructure Ali Marpet, they can restructure Mike Evans. They can extend Ryan Jensen. Like there is a lot of things they could create right now if they wanted to. They could create twenty to twenty-five million dollars in cap space. Oh yeah, in five minutes if, if they wanted to. So they still do have a lot of flexibility right now, and uh, they're not done. Absolutely. Now let's go down the rest of the list of the uh, remaining free agents that the Buccaneers have, and we'll kick it off with priority number one over anybody else. We've said this hey, hang last on, week. Hang on, real, hang on real quick. I want to address something in the chat before I forgot about it because it pertains to the tight ends. Okay, I, I think um, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I think we were going to say the same thing. <laughs> when, 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 what, when Gronk leaves Tampa in the following years? When Gronk? Howard, when Gronk it's, it's, leaves Tampa in the following years and O.J. Howard is still here, yeah. it, you're going to be well, in it's, a much... It's, it's an O.J. Howard and Brait need to be there. Well, Brait's going to be 30 at the start of this season. Exactly. So. Cam Brait, by the time you know Brady and Gronk finally decide to hang it up, Cam Brait's going to kind of be past that Listen, age that you'd like your number one tight end to be. Tom, yeah, Rob Gronkowski's only going to be two years older than Cameron Brait at the start of next season. Like Cameron Brait's not as young as people think. Like Cameron Brait's gonna be thirty and Roger Gowsey's thirty two. Like he, he's you know, Cameron Braid is not the this young this young guy. OJ Howard, yeah, he's still young, but he's a free agent next year. We'll see what happens. Um but uh yeah, I just wanted so sorry to cut you off. I just wanted to address that. I well for one, I mean, like you said, in, in the following years, in years, you could be looking at a completely different roster and situation. So Absolutely. anything, I mean, you could be talking about next year maybe, but anything after that, it's, you don't know. So as I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted, I was talking about I the know, most, I, know. I was talking about the most important player on the team. All right. Big number three, Ryan suck up. Um, the Buccaneers actually didn't have a chance to like negotiate a contract with right. Suckup until the tampering period started today. So as of right now, no further word on how that's going. But I think you and I both believe he's got to be a priority for this team. Highest scoring season in Buccaneers history with 136 points from Mr. Suckup. 
and uh, the best damn kicker we've had in Tampa Bay for quite some time. And I, I really think that's all there is to it. Best. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's uh, the reason I, and some people have asked me, you know, what you got to update on suck up guy update on suck up. And it was before today. And I was like, listen, so I decided to put out a story. I had gotten this information from Scott Reynolds, actually a Pew report. Um, Basically, uh, I yeah, I, I read it. Um, <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> I, I, wouldn't, I didn't do anything, so um, you're just being a hater. That's why you're I a natural heel. You do it, you hate. don't even know you do it. Haters going to hate, and hater, haters going to hate, baby. There you, you know, go. That's all it is. Um, anyways, uh, so the reason everybody was like, why isn't Suck Up sign? Why isn't they weren't even able to negotiate with him until today at noon? Because he was a veteran that signed a veteran minimum one-year deal right before the season. You're you're not – there's a certain limit. I believe it might be after, like, the comp pick deadline where you're not able to negotiate a deal. I think the comp pick deadline is, like, April 25th or something. It's something like that to where if you sign anybody after that, it won't count towards the comp pick formula. I think it might be something like that. He wasn't allowed – they weren't even allowed to negotiate a deal with him. So now they are, and I think they'll get one done. Uh, He'll get a raise. He was making around 1.5 mil this year, I think. He'll probably get three, maybe three and a half million, I I think. I just – I don't see them letting him go. If it was, if this team didn't have as many struggles as they have had, I would see, I would say, okay, you'll just let him go and you'll, you'll find a cheaper option. But this yeah, team and is I mean, just, as much as so it cursed, would piss you know? people off, I wouldn't say it's an option. It's definitely not an option I would go with, but if they wanted to sever that tie, obviously you could look at the draft for a kicker, but the last time the Buccaneers did that, he lasted one season. <laughs> They well both times they drafted the kicker they only lasted one season yeah so, yeah yeah very um, true maybe let's not forget that. that you know it's a clue that you know shouldn't draft a kicker maybe um even though they did just meet with uh, one of the top college kickers but don't read it, I mean, don't read into really it. That, don't read into it, it smoke screens I, I, yeah it's well it's not it's not really that noteworthy because half the league literally did like sixteen teams did the exact half for fifty percent of the league met with this guy so. Um, yeah, it's not that big of a I deal. I just like so. to believe that Jason Light purposely met with a kicker this early before the draft just to mess with people because that's the type of guy right. that he is. He's a little bit of a Twitter <laughs> troll every now and again. He troll. saves receipts. Yeah. 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 I, I love yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I, I just I, – I think the books, they know the importance of suck-up and, and they'll get it done and they'll keep, you know, the, the best player to ever wear number three in a Bucks uniform in Tampa Bay. There you go. Wide receiver Antonio Brown, we talked a lot about him last week. Same with wow, Ryan Suckup. You didn't get that. Di- you didn't get that dig. What? Oh no, no, no! I totally did. I just dig. disregarded it okay. because if we, yeah, if we see, spend, look who the heel is now. If we, see, spend I try to make any a joke, t- and you're Mr. Grumpy. It, and, no, 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 yeah. no! That wasn't a joke. That was a dig, <laughs> like you had said yourself. The face doesn't. The face of the program does not uh, does not engage in any unnecessary digs. It's all for the heel to do. That's why you're the bad well, guy. I'm, okay. Well, I'm the face of the franchise. <laughs> He heal heal the program. I'm the one putting the butts in seats, right? Um, so wide receiver Antonio Brown. We talked a lot about him last week, and I still have the same feeling. But the interesting question is like, what kind of market is he going to fetch? And and I'd say that as of right now, eight hours into free agency, we still kind of don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I, I I I can't even give you an answer. We're we're not going to spend much time on Antonio Brown this podcast um, because I just don't know. Um, I really don't know. So. Um, Kenny Galladay has not signed. Juju Smith-Schuster has not signed. The only two like higher-profile wide receivers that have signed are um, Nelson Aguilar to the Patriots and Kendrick Bourne to the Patriots. By the way, um, Nelson Aguilar to the Patriots for for thirteen million dollars a year. Hey, it might not be thirteen that million Nelson dollars Aguilar? a year. Mike Mike Greenberg is teaching you. It might not be thirteen million dollars a year. I Ooh. guess, man. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Uh, yeah, and I, I know it was a little steep for me too, but um, oh, hey, James, look at that. James with the super chat. We got our first super chat in channel history from our good guy, Mister Bucks Nation, coming in. Buck ninety nine. Long live the Buccaneers. Win. Long live the Buccaneers. Win. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys are gonna understand that in like 
probably Dude, a week, so. so he hasn't released it. He said he's going to release it once he gets to 10,000 subscribers. Yeah, don't don't say that. Don't spoil I'm it I'm not going to say anything, but I See, just want to let you look guys who, know. Look who the heel might actually be. Oh, shut look. the hell up. Okay, so guys, listen. All you got to do is get Mr. Bucks Nation to 10,000 subscribers, and he's going to drop this thing that we keep talking about. I mean, I think he's like 700 away, so for him, that's an afternoon's worth of you know getting right. subscribers. But for, he, uh, for us, it's like a year. But. <laughs> um. No, but but thank you so much, James. Really do appreciate you, buddy. Hell yeah. Yeah, thank you. And anybody anybody else, you know, feel free. It's, it's greatly. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's it, you know, it's, it's greatly appreciated. It only helps the show out. So uh, we're we're not you know, if if you can, we're not going to force you. But uh, that that option's there. So no, Evan's the one that'll guilt trip you about it. If you can't, don't worry about it. No, but he's, Evan he's, will uh, secretly. James James just said he's sixty away. So let's get him that. 60. Oh, dude, come on! You were seven hundred away like an hour ago. Really. Right? No, he was probably that, 70 away. There's no away. way. <laughs> he was probably 70 away. I'm just messing around. All right. A couple of other free agents that we need to make sure we talk about. And Domicus Sue, a guy who I think is is clearly shown interest in coming back. The Bucks would love to have him back. And I think that's a guy that when you look at the list of people who are left, he seems most likely to, to take that big pay cut to really stick around. Because at this point, he's 34 years old. Not really sure what kind of market he has. Maybe a team like Cleveland would pay him. But at this point, I think you can either take a pay cut or, or probably retire. As rude as it seems. Yeah, I see. The, the thing is, you almost thought the same thing with Gronkowski, <laughs> and like his. I understand that you know they added some void years, so it's not as big of a cap hit. But like, I mean, originally when the tweet came out, one year, ten million dollars. I was like. Like yeah, that's right. That's a surprise, right? And you didn't really think Gronkowski had that much leverage because this is a guy who literally threatened to retire if he was traded away from Tom Brady. By the way, shout like, out NFL God ninety nine with a buck ninety nine on the super chat. Very much appreciated. Thanks my friend. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you. Um, and then uh, you know, I I was it was very surprised, and then obviously the final numbers came out. So maybe it's something like that. What do you make? Eight mil last year. Maybe it's like you see yeah. the Dominic Sue signs back for $8 million and it's actually like $4 million or something. I don't know. But yeah, because he's got 17 um, void years at the tail end of it. So his cap hits yeah, only $85. Like, yeah, he'll technically be costing them money when he's like 55. Um, <laughs> so 85 bucks, a 12 pack of Gatorade, and a large pizza. Yeah, yeah. So it's like that uh, the the Mets the the Mets Bobby Vanilla contract or whatever. NFL God strikes again, throwing down another two bucks. Love you guys. You deserve this. Go Bucks. Uh, Thank you so much, man. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. NFL God, you you are the god right now, man. Thanks a lot. Really appreciate it. Um, See, I'm kind of mad. I have yeah, to get our uh, whenever we go live. I have to get this set up because on the um. So okay, on the on on the on the live stream layout basically I have like a solo one when I do the call in show and I have that one right. set up for super chat sound effects. So on that one, whenever we get a super chat, the cannon fires. But on this uh, one I don't have it and I, I wasn't anticipating super chat tonight, but um I, I will make sure one hundred percent I have that ready to go next time we jump on here. Yeah, of course. Um so anyways, let's let's get in. I mean I, I, I do think Sue comes back. Uh, I don't know what the number is. Uh, I, I'm, there might be some teams interested, but uh, I do think he comes back. So I do see something in here about playoff Lenny. Um, we haven't talked. That's the one guy we haven't really talked about yet. Correct. So let's 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 go to him. Uh, I just haven't really heard much on the Bucks front, and uh, it doesn't seem like it's likely at this point. Oh, Byron Moore, ladies and gentlemen, with a $5 super chat. Thanks Let's a lot, go. Byron. Byron, what is going on, man? Thank you so much for your support. Truly means the world. So, so playoff Lenny, here's where I kind of get a not-so-great feeling about a guy like Leonard Fournette coming back to Tampa, is that we're already seeing reports of the Buccaneers maybe wanting to make a run at a James White. And I just right. I, I feel like, you know, stuff like that, comes out and it goes without saying that Leonard Fournette probably won't be back next year. Um, you know, sure you can you can try and finagle him for those void years, but at the end of the day, he wants to get paid. And when you're a running back, those vo those void years, you know, four years from now definitely seem to matter a hell of a lot less. Yeah, yeah, it's it definitely. I, I, they're not gonna 
Derek's not going to belly up the money. Um, I did want to answer Byron's question, though, since he did send in a super chat. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Uh, do you guys think think we keep oj or Brait? i i personally think it's pretty easy i, I think oj howard's going to be back and, and Brait probably won't so oj howard's the better blocker and the the better receiver yes he is less reliable because of the injuries like i get it um but i, I do think they would prefer to have oj howard and to the Tanner argument Brait. on the other side of that point as well like there's a lot of people who are team cameron Brait, and i think you have every right to be the guy has definitely you know earned his spot as the tight end one on this team after all these years but, you know, glad that Cam's one of those guys who could get a ring with this team. But when you compare O.J. Howard and Cameron Bray, not only does age factor into it, but O.J. is a better blocker, like you had said. He's just a better athlete. Like, top to bottom, he is just a more uh, a more complete athlete, I think is what I'm trying to say. And, you know, there's a lot of intangibles that go into it. I know that O.J. can't seem to stay healthy but, man, when he is healthy and when he's playing the best football he has shown us so far, he is he is one hell of a tight end. And, and that's a guy that you want to, you know, kind of dedicate a little bit more of your future into, also considering the age that I had brought up before. Yeah, so, yeah, like I said, I think it's a pretty easy decision. Let's, real quick, bring it back to Leonard Fournette, and let's talk about some other running backs yeah. that they could possibly look for. Um Corey Davis to the Jets. Are we getting this right now? Yeah. Is that happening? Yeah, yeah, the Jets are signing Corey. That's a good deal. I, I, I'm a fan of Corey Davis. Three-year deal. My phone obviously doesn't want to work as soon as I get the information. Three-year deal worth uh, $37.5 million with 27 mil guarantee. Corey Davis is that guy from Tennessee who made some crazy-ass catches last right. year, right? Yeah. Um, and then, oh, Kevin says, and you guys just made 1096 go splurge on Wendy's. We might help the Bucks out. The Bucks need some cash. We might. Uh, let's just we, go get we, some we Baconators might. and let those guys handle it. Yeah, sorry, Jason, Mike, you know, <laughs> Jackie. You, you guys can you guys can do this. Um, and you know, unless you want to sign us, you know, you want to pay us to do it. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do it. Uh, I I'll take half of Jason Light's salary. Uh, how's that? That's a hell of um, a lot of Baconators. Yeah, it's wow good bacon um so uh let's talk about outside running backs i but I, I think carlos hyde might be like he just got signed and uh he's like one of the only running backs to be signed right now so yes james white's available but you know who else is available everybody else yeah <laughs> and, uh, it's it's a Duke big Johnson. running back room of pass catching running backs they're all still there duke johnson chris thompson um uh, Jarek McKinnon, Tevin Coleman, Jamal Williams. So yeah, we, we Kevin, we we just talked about Hyde to to the Jaguars. So that's really the only one. That is the only one that's really happened. So um, it's it's very interesting. Yeah, Jamal Williams. Maybe Jamal Williams was one of my favorites. I, I just don't think they're gonna have the money for him. I think he's gonna cost a little bit too much. I think a guy like James White or Chris Thompson is a little bit more realistic. Um, so we'll see what happens, but they have a lot of, of different options. It's not just James White. It's it's a lot of intriguing options, and I think they're going to end up with somebody. So um, I, I do think they're they're going to end up with, with 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 somebody at this point. I'm not sure who it is. Uh, it won't be a James Conner or Kenyon Drake, or it won't be any guys like that. They're not going to be going after a big. If they were, they would have just brought back Leonard Fournette, and you know. It, doesn't seem like, um, you know. Uh, okay. Hey, guys. Just a suggestion. If we hit a certain amount of money in a live, can you guys do something crazy or weird? I'm donating <laughs> either way. Just a fun idea. We'll, we'll definitely, you know, if we get a certain number, you know, Super Chats, I mean, we greatly appreciate any type of donation. Or we'd have to, chat, I mean, we'd really have to brainstorm we, something. We'd come though. up with stuff. We, 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 we would come up with something. If you guys reached a point, we, we would come up with something. I'm not sure what it is, but we would come up with something. <laughs> uh, for So also just to kind of throw this on the tail end there, for the rest of our uh, free agency coverage, kind of throughout the rest of the offseason, I think we're going to be doing more live shows just like this one. Uh, so it's a perfect opportunity, and we'll we'll have plenty of time to think about it between now and our next show. But for sure, I think that's uh, definitely something we can incorporate. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, and then obviously um, James White can't run the ball. So I, I know a lot of people, James White, yeah, you're right. Like he's he over the past year, he's been exclusively a third down back, which is why they're going to draft a running back also. Um, 
So you're sold 100% people, that 32 is going to be a running back. I, I'm not saying 32. I'm saying okay. All right. some, some, some point in the first three rounds, I think it's a running back. Some point in the first three rounds. I thought that last year, too, and they did. I thought it was going to be the second round pick. I thought, you know, I didn't think they were going to pick Antoine Winfield. I thought it was going to be a second round pick, but no, they ended up using a third round pick. So I think at some point in the first three rounds, they're going to pick a running back. So speaking well, of that third up? round pick, we got, they Biz, just traded it. We got, <laughs> we got <laughs> Biz 610 in the live chat. Uh, he says, I like Keyshawn Vaughn, man. I have faith in the young man, given the opportunities feels a little similar to Rojo in his rookie season. Yes. If you can get any of those free agents, do it but also just throwing out there that he is team Keyshawn Vaughn. And listen, we've had this discussion before. I still think for a third-round pick, i got to see something else out of the kid before I label him a bust, but he, yeah. he is on thin ice. I'll leave it at that. I'm out. <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> I just – his his college tape was shaky to me beforehand. It was a reach when they drafted him, and his rookie season did not inspire any confidence. The difference – a lot of people bring up Jones, but the difference to me between Jones and Vaughn is Jones had some good college tape. Like, Jones looked good in college. Oh, yeah. There was a reason. He was a high second-round pick. Keyshawn Vaughn's college tape was very meh. And, I mean, Zach Moss got picked, like, four or five picks later, and Zach Moss has been much better than Vaughn. Um, there's a lot of – Demetric Felton, there's a lot of love for him. The Bucks didn't meet with him. He's a he can do everything. He's a running back, a wide receiver. He's really a a good could be a good fit for them. A little bit undersized, but he could be a good fit for them. Um, now we do have then, a, a lot of you know. Now that we've actually brought up a running back on day one, we got a lot of draft talk in the chat as well. Wanted to kind of look at maybe the possibility of what they can do with that 32nd pick. We talked about it before, how they're in a much different situation than they have been in years past. And obviously they can kind of have some fun with it if they really want to. It's right. not like there's a glaring position of need that they need to it, fill with a day one starter. He can, Light can pick a kicker. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can have some fun. So best player available at 32 doesn't sound like it's such a bad idea. And if it is a running back, do you are you still in the camp of you know pulling the trigger and, and taking a Harris if he's there? This is where it's going to be different for me than any other year. Yes. You, you, I, you Cause I know Najee you Harris, don't like you, drafting running backs in general. I don't. At least from what I've picked I, up these past couple of years, you can't stand it. I think in like, if you're in like a, the late second, early third and like the fourth, but like early second and in the first round, no, but in this case, man, I would do it. I, I would pick Najee Harris at 32. I would pick Travis Etienne at 32. And if either one of them were there, I think they would. Like I really think they they would they would, they would be the pick. Yeah. Um. So, Javante Williams from UNC is a is a fun player. He's a good player. If you're gonna pick him at 32, I would prefer to move down, move out of the first round into the early second, pick up another pick, and then pick Williams because I think he should still be available in the early second. So I, I don't know if I would pick him at 32. Um, you know, but I know it's going to be different for me, and we're going to be beating this drum the whole draft season because, you know, you probably got a week and a half or so, two weeks left of free agency talk, and then it's going to die down pretty quick, and then you're around to the draft. So we're going to be talking about it a lot, and I think 32 is a pretty good – with just they don't have many needs uh ronald jones is a free agent after this season i'm not a believer in Keyshawn vaughn they're not going to go out and sign you know a running back for big money i yeah i, I think they should if if one of them are there if Najee harris or travis Etienne's there yeah don't trade up for them if, if they're there cool like if not oh well but um i, I do think i think they're going to draft one in the first three rounds but I think they only draft one at 32 if it's Harris or ETN. I think if it's Williams, they may draft him at 32, but I think they try like hell to, to sort of trade back first. So process of elimination, pick 32, Bucks are on the clock, and none of your running backs that we just mentioned are there. Who are some other guys on your big board, some other positions that you think the Bucks could be looking at taking a chance with at 32? Well, number one on my well, my personal big board for like the draft or whatever is much different from my Bucks like specific big board. So number one on, on my you know Bucks specific one is Jalen Phillips, actually an, an edge from Miami, and uh, this dude 
man, if you're talking about talent and potential, he would be a top 10 pick, maybe top five. Um, he's very good. The issue, and if he's falling to 32, if I'm saying that and he's falling to 32, there's an issue, right? right. Like it's not just, you know, there's an issue. Um, is that, you know, he was originally a UCLA Bruin and he could not stay healthy. And he actually retired from football due to injury. Started um, sort of doing a music thing, came back to football. UCLA wouldn't accept him back because, like, the injuries and stuff, they didn't want to take the risk. Transfers to Miami and plays really well there. I think he is a, a stud. So he, I just don't think he'll be around. Um, yeah. So, on a more realistic note, um, Chase asked Evan, Have you watched any tape on edges in this class? I have. There, there's a few guys that I like. At 32, I, I like Joseph Osai just because he wouldn't have to play right away. Um, I know there's there's some people who don't like Osai. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, and uh, I I do like him from Texas. I like Jason Away or Awo, whatever it is. I should know that because he's a Penn State guy. But um, I, I do like him. I think he might need a little bit more polishing though. Joe Tryon, who I actually I have an interview coming out with him on, on the fan page here. Um, in the next few weeks, um, he, he's an exciting player, but I'm not sure about the fit at 32. Uh, he's a versatile player, uh, for sure. Uh, I know the, Ben Lieber said uh, Aziz Ojolari. I just don't see him being there, especially with a team like Baltimore that's sitting in front of the Bucks. They just lost Matt Judon and Yannick Nagakwe today. Like, yeah. You can pretty much, I think, Brighton Penn that they're picking an edge defender. <laughs> um, so uh, I just don't see them getting there. and I don't see Phillips getting there either, so. Um, it would have to determine who else is on the board, but I'm looking at the edge class. Obviously, Christian Barmore. Um, and a little sneak peek for you guys. I actually I participated in a huge fan page mock draft. It was a three-round mock draft. It was, it was a huge mock draft with the biggest fan page for each team. And I had picked Christian Barmore at 32. So I'm not going to give away my, my second and third-round picks, but I picked Christian Barmore at 32. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, uh, what happens, but if Harris or ETN's there, I pick them unless Jalen Phillips is there. If you don't have any of those fun players that we talked about at 32, I can totally buy into the idea of an edge rusher. Uh, I think Kevin had brought it up in the chat. You know, the edge rusher class is really, really good. A lot of developmental guys. And then you need a third edge rusher behind JPP and Shaq. I know along this defensive yeah, line Anthony in particular. Nelson yeah, Anthony Nelson Anthony isn't going to be – Anthony Nelson isn't going to be no Carl Nassib, let me tell you that. Um, but it seems like these last two years, you know, we kind of talked about just building depth on that defensive line, just having an extra piece ready to go just in case you really got to lean on it. And I think if there's a guy there at 32 who is a talented edge rusher, he could be that guy. And since he's coming into a rotational role, like you said, he doesn't have to be ready to go day one to be a full-time starter taking up most of those snaps. But I like the idea of an edge rusher. If not, stick with the trenches. I still think depth along the defensive line is pretty important. That's where a pick like Barmore really comes in handy. I mean, hell, if you want to get another offensive lineman because you know Alex Kappa is going to be a free agent, Go for it. Sure. I don't know. That's just the fun part of having that pick at 32 is that the Bucks are definitely in a very different situation. Well, so, not only is Kappa going to be a free agent, but Donovan Smith is also yeah. going to be a free agent. No, you know, very true. Left tackle. You know, maybe. I brought this up on Twitter, and I got killed for it. Guess who's also going to be a free agent next year? Chris Godwin. Yeah. And it's a loaded wide receiver class. So if there's somebody sitting there – and they haven't picked up a receiver, would they do it? I don't know, but this would be the year. The one thing I'm not going to – like, I don't think – like, there's a few positions. Like, tight end, if like if there's a tight end there, like, they're not going to pick a tight end. Quarterback, if Mac Jones is there, he might get some consideration, but that dude ain't going to be there. Um, yeah. he's his, his stock has skyrocketed, so um, I don't think a quarterback is going to be realistic there. So there's a few positions that I don't think are going to happen. But, I mean, other than probably quarterback, tight end, cornerback, and safety, I would keep all options open. Inside linebacker, interior defensive line, edge, all along the offensive line, wide receiver, running back, I'd keep all options. You know, kicker, punter, I would keep all options open at at 32. So, yeah. 
Well, it's, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a good as, t- it's as good a time as ever to, uh, to go check out our friends at the Draft Network, fire up the mock draft yeah, machine as we like to do every single year. Um, whole bunch of great stuff going on over there, and we actually and we, have some we, stuff. we will be having we will be having Trevor Sycamore on yep. with you guys. Hoping fan to, favorite, ho- he's he's gonna be on. Hoping to get a couple of those guys on for our draft coverage as it approaches here over the next couple of weeks. But let's field one more question before we wrap up and get out of here. Uh, somebody had asked, I think it was our buddy Chase. He said, "Is today gonna be you know the only crazy news day like this? Not only for the Bucks, but for the rest of the league. Like as far as Tampa Bay, what can we expect on their palette for?" I don't know, the next week and a half, two weeks. Is it is it going to be fast and furious, or we're going to be doing shows once every two days, or maybe we'll talk to you guys in a week kind of thing? Um, I think they would like to get things done pretty quickly. I, I don't really think they want their guys sitting out um, on the market that long. So guys like Nadam Kinsu, Ryan Suckup, uh, I don't really think they want guys you know sitting out there and, and getting offers from my team. So I think they want to get it done. And... Um, not sure if you're going to see it like later tonight or tomorrow. I'm sure now that I've said this, it's going to be right after we're done. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't surprise me it did this week. You know, did the rest of, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, if you saw Suck Up, Sue, back somebody. Um, it would be surprising to me if they signed any outside free agents this week just because I think they want to let the dust settle a week and see what's out there after that, after all the bidding and stuff's gone on and all, all that stuff. I think they want to have the dust settle and see what's available after the first week. So I talking about an outside free agent. I would be surprised if they signed an, an outside free agent uh, this week. So we'll see. Um, but I mean, other than that, obviously the restructures could be some news. Um, Marpet Evans, like I said, I know somebody said about the void years. We already talked about it with, with the, the cap going up and it's not going to kill them. Like, yeah, it, the, those, you know, the, those, uh, the, the, those things will be uh, sort of, tough to manage but not so difficult to where they can't manage them because you're the gonna, cap going down you're gonna have to eat it at some point but Keep with the up. cap ultimately going to go back up you know what i mean i think it's a sure thing at this point that the cap numbers are going to go back up and we talked about the possible uh possibility of it going back over 200 million dollars um you know they're gonna have to eat it eventually when tom brady's done winning super bowls but it's not going to be a New Orleans situation, and I think that's very important, right. and I think that needs to be said because they're not going to find themselves a hundred million over the cap. Right, exactly. Um, yeah, it's the Bucks don't like doing this for a reason, right? So they see an opportunity, they see a rare opportunity to do it, and they're going to do it. So I think it's just it's just a matter of this being such a rare opportunity and a rare window to win yeah. that they see no choice but like you got to keep this team together and you got to do whatever it takes. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of you know a lot of stuff in the chat right now. We appreciate it. 124 people it says are in here right now. So, um, how can we just acknowledge how the Chiefs signed Joe Thune to a massive contract? I mean, you know, they released their two starting tackles and they signed a guard. So unless they're, you know, planning to convert him to tackle or convert somebody to tackle, uh, we'll see what happens there. But obviously, the Super Bowl told you, like, yeah, their tackles got beat, but the, their guards also weren't weren't very good in that game. The entire offensive line was just yeah. god awful. So well, before um, I mean, before we really the wrap- are going to need. I was going to say, before we really wrap up, let's just go over really quickly maybe some of the bigger moves from around the league today. You saw Matt Judon go to the Patriots on a pretty big deal. Yannick Ngakwe right. went to the Raiders. and I'll The tell Patriots you that, just signed everybody. So. Yeah, Patriots have really been on a spending spree. They they seem motivated to win now more than uh, more than they have, it seems, I don't know, these last four years. <laughs> well, they're doing – the Bucks are doing something they've never done, which is push money down, and the Patriots are doing something they've never done, which is spend. Yeah, yeah, very interesting situation. Crazy year. Were there were there any moves? Uh, were there any moves you saw today? Where you know, I t- I know we talked about um, that wide receiver to New York a little bit earlier being a really good deal. But anything else that caught your eye? Because the Judon and the Ngakwe thing were really you know top of my radar today, just because we talked about two of those guys being potential targets for the Bucks if Shaq Barrett didn't work out. Yeah, I mean Romeo Acquara going back to Detroit. Um, yeah, Romeo that too. Acquara was a guy that I was a big fan of, so him going back to Detroit was a good get. Um, Carolina made some moves today as well. They got a couple of offensive line. Tight, 
Titans, the, the Titans are making a strong push for Bud Dupree. They're trying to close it out. Other teams have been firmly in the mix. Um, so there's another potential edge defender that could go off. Um, so, I mean, yeah, there, there's another one. So, I mean, other than that, though, there's not really not really a ton that, like, I looked at. I was like, oh, whoa, you know. Um, John Johnson signing with the Browns. I thought it was a good deal. Corey Lindsley uh, going to the Chargers. They really need that type of flair. So, good for them. And, uh, yeah, I like I said, I don't know how much Bucks news you're actually going to get. We'll see. Um, if it's news right now, I think it would be at this point since they've they've signed Barrett, they've signed Gronkowski, my guess is the next thing would be maybe a, a possible restructure of somebody's contract. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, there, there's, you know, some – some things about QB, the Bucks are going to need a developmental guy for a future. Brady is great, but he is 44. We need a rookie this year or next year is someone in case. So they're not going to be drafting a QB very early this year. They're still in win-now mode. They they truly believe Tom Brady is not going to decline. Like, because he's shown no signs of decline. So uh, as long as they can protect him and keep those weapons, which they have, the entire offense is now intact. Um, you know, it, besides Leonard Fournette, the entire, I mean, Antonio Brown, um, the entire offense is now intact. So, um, I, I don't really think they're worried about it right now. Next year, maybe. Next there we year, go. you can have that conversation. I like that, Chase. Chase with the ultimate move. That's that's number one on my battle plan. You cut Cam Brake, cut Will Golston, you sign Ryan Suck up to 10 years, $70 million. I like that. That's the I move mean, that yeah, wins you Super Bowls. You can put, then you could put void years in there and make it the 20. Yeah. So you get like $2 million yeah, a year. There you go. There you go. Listen, if you're going to yeah, pay anybody on that know. specialist team, Bradley Pinion money, it deserves uh, so to be Ryan the, Suckup. The, the, uh, the, the Patriots have signed Henry Anderson, uh, the Jets defensive lineman who was a potential fit for the Bucks, uh, signed him to a two-year deal. He was a potential fit for the Bucks because Anderson had his best year under – Todd Bowles and Casey Rogers. Um, so, but he is off to New England. So, that's not going to be happening. So, New England gets another um, one. Ladies I and mean, gentlemen, New England's New England man. They just like you said, Bill Belichick missed the playoffs once, and he was like, he watched Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski win a Super Bowl, and he was like, no, he's like, that's not like he's like, I'm at least getting to the playoffs. There we go. You there know? we go. He's got to go through Tom Brady next season, as we know. Schedule's going to be dropping eventually, but we do know that the Buccaneers will play yeah, in New England next it'll be, year. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, – so we know the opponents don't know the schedule. So the schedule last year, I actually just checked um, because my dad had <laughs> asked me some questions about the schedule. Um, and uh, the the schedule – you know, I, the schedule last year had dropped on May 7th. So um, it should be coming late April, early May. And, the, yeah, you're right. They do play the uh, – Evan keeps going. I love it. Hey, there's stuff to talk about, man. Let's yeah, talk about it, bro. What's on yet. your What's on your okay. mind? We We haven't even We haven't even done an hour yet. All right, so let's Let's at least get to an hour. All right, let's not jip these people of what they want. They want more of me. That's what I'm reading. Yeah, that's basically that's what, what they I'm are. Your face of the franchise. Face the franchise. So, what, I, I so, am, what, so what's up? Let's I'm, talk about some moves. Let's talk about stuff on your mind. Because you were telling me how there weren't really any other moves from the league that were on your radar today. Heel of the program, face of the franchise. I am CM Punk. Okay, I, I basically am. Is he making am, the popsicle bars now? Yeah, and you're like Vince McMahon. You're trying to drive me out. <laughs> eventually, eventually, I am gonna leave, and I'm gonna do a podcast with somebody else who's talking all the crap on you. So, um, what is that? Evan equals ah, uh, that's good. Kevin strikes again, baby. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> I gotta love that. Uh, I gotta tell you what, I love the live chat carrying the second half of this show. I really do appreciate you right. guys. If you're listening to us on audio right now uh, and you're Chip's, not really Chip Skylark's here. Oh my god, dude, we got celebrities. Uh, um so if you're following along the audio teeth version. That twinkle, just like the stars in space. <laughs> shiny teeth if you're listening on our audio port, we truly do appreciate you. But go check us out on YouTube, man. That's where all the fun stuff is. We do live shows just like this one and uh Somebody else said it better than I could, but the live chat is like the show within the show. These guys do a really good job, and we appreciate each and every one of you. If you are watching on YouTube, you're hanging out live with us right now, make sure you subscribe to the channel if you have not already, and leave us a thumbs up. Everything helps out the channel very much. And uh, we got a bunch of great Buccaneers content planned for you guys here in the coming weeks. And, and you know, and 
we've we got some super chats tonight, which is a great. We did, we man. First, so first super chats. If, if in you guys, history. if you guys want to send a super chat, you guys want to send a super chat, just please, you know, feel free. We it's greatly appreciated. Evan, quit doing podcasts. Become a singer. Thank you. That is the goal. That is the goal. I actually just wanted to this be podcast. in the Backstreet Boys. I, I did, but unfortunately, you know, I wasn't quite born yet. And by the time I was ready, they were like, "We're done." I was like, "What?" So, um, kind of, kind of a bummer. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm attempting to be in, you know, something like Here's One a... Direction, but then I found out that they broke up, and I was like, "Ah." Here's something I can latch on to. Ben Leeper, our guy coming in in the live chat. I know it's a real long shot, but I would love to see Brashad Perryman. Return to the Bucks. I will be 110% honest with you. I would like nothing less than for Brashad Perryman to return to the Bucks. He had a great second half of the season last year, uh, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Um, he had a great second half of the season when he really had to step up. But do we not remember the how the Jaguars. first 10 weeks of the year everybody was calling for his head because he kind of sucked? Mm, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't think it's a long shot, though. I... I uh, I don't. I don't think it's a particular long shot. It, Curtis Samuel fit. signs with the Jags is what I'm seeing as well. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at that, Carolina. I like Curtis Samuel, man. I'm glad that uh, hopefully he's getting his money and they're putting together a nice team in Jacksonville. Yeah. Yeah. Too bad they got a boomer head coach. Um, <laughs> Do you think Urban Meyer can win in the NFL? No. That dude's not gonna win nothing. So they they had their chance to pair Eric Bieniemy with Trevor Lawrence, and they didn't do it. So good job, good work. Um, so yeah, I I do think uh, Perryman isn't a long shot per se. I, I think it's a possibility. I don't know how much of a possibility, but I think it's a possibility just because of two things. One, he's not gonna be all you know totally expensive. He made eight million dollars last year. He's not gonna make eight million dollars again. And two, in a year where you may not have a complete offseason again, you may not have a normal offseason, he already knows the playbook. He like, does. This guy, he's he's familiar with the offense. He's he's played in it. He's had some success in it. Yes, I know his first half of the season wasn't great. But it just – I hate to say it. It was a different quarterback throwing the ball, man. And I, I, I just feel like – you know, with with Brady, uh, he wouldn't be asked to do as much either because at that time, Scotty Moore was a rookie that didn't get on the field at all. Um, he's more developed now. Tyler Johnson's going to be in his second year. So, you know, they have Gronkowski, which they didn't at the time. Um, it, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, there we uh, go, Kevin. Kevin, says, Kevin my guy. Back. Forget Perryman. Bring back, bring back home. Nasty, baby. Home oh, nasty. We talked a little bit on the last show about an Adam Humphreys reunion, and it seems a little doubtful. But, I mean, I will take an Adam Humphreys over I take a Brashad Perryman because I trust a guy like Tyler Johnson over Brashad. Yeah, they don't fit. Yeah, they're two different players. Adam Humphreys doesn't fit. And Okay, I know we talked about this last podcast with Gerald McCoy. You still think he comes to the books even though we got Shaq? Well, well, Gerald McCoy wasn't going to be the Shaq replacement. So, um, I think it's it's, – I think it's possible, but I think it's unlikely. I don't. I don't even think McCoy would be a sewer replacement. McCoy would strictly be depth, like passing downs. Like, that's it. Yeah, like it's not. Like, and he's not going to sign for a lot. It'll be like two and a half, three million dollars, maybe, if when he signs somewhere. I don't think that's Tampa at the end of the day. But I, what we basically came to the conclusion of last podcast was, you could do worse. There are worse guys that you could sign than Gerald McCoy, right. and uh, we'll see what happens. But I, if I had to bet, I would bet pretty good money that's not going to happen. Hey, so listen, I got a reason with you. We're at an hour and two minutes, 30 seconds. I believe that's just about going to do it for this episode of the Cannon Fire Podcast. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us live here on YouTube. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel. Leave us a thumbs up. Leave a comment. Let us know what you thought of the show and any potential moves the Buccaneers will make, and we will address it on the next episode. If you're listening on our uh, podcast outlets, I truly do appreciate you as well. Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, anywhere and everywhere you download a podcast, we are available there. Shout out to our sponsors at eBay, by the way. I forgot to do that live read, so let me go ahead and bust that out right now. You might not know it, but eBay is one of the best marketplaces for buying sneakers online. They help out 
with authenticity, and they do a really good job from top to bottom. So let's take a second to show you what it's all about. I just dropped my phone, so I won't be able to read that just yet. Hold on, <laughs> fellas. Anyways, uh, Ben 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 Leeper, Biz Six One Zero, NFL God, thanks for the support. Really appreciate it. Yeah, guys. thank you guys so much. Uh, Byron Moore, I think as well with the super chat coming in clutch. Yeah, you guys absolutely. are the greatest. So eBay.com, whether the rare dead stock or the latest release, find the exact shoe that you're looking for. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators verify the box, the logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points that the average Joe just might miss. A team of experienced sneaker authenticators, I just read that. Each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity. Plus, it also protects sellers when a verified return process is needed. And for sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over 100 bucks, making it 100% free to sell or flip your collection. So go to ebay.com slash sneakers today. Once again, eBay the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. We're wrapping up our live stream, but I'll tell you what, our good friends over at Real Bucks Talk just went live, and uh, they actually defeated us in the first round of the media Mm -hmm. bracket, so I guess we kind of have to send you guys over there, right? Yeah, yeah, go ahead and join them. Uh, They're, they're, uh, you know... Mark and Mike, uh, they're 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 two <laughs> they're, they're they're two great guys, and uh, yeah, they they really work hard. So uh, I was just on their show recently. I know James has been on their show. So Rhett, you got to get on the show, man. Get I know, man. The, the I know. I'd love to make it happen. Um, we got plenty of time. One thing, one little quick thing. This isn't really. It's kind of football related, kind of Bucks related. March fifteenth, two thousand and nineteen, the Buccaneers signed a pass rusher. For one year, four million dollars, and his name was Shaquille Barrett. Two years to the date, Shaquille Barrett signs a four-year, seventy-two million-dollar contract with the Buccaneers after winning a Super Bowl. So, uh, quite the, the little connection there. Look what happens when you bet on yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking out the podcast. You can follow us on social media: Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All of those are Cannon Fire Podcast, best place to go for updates on the show, and of course, Buccaneer news as it happens. You can follow myself on Instagram and Twitter at Redicus, R-H-E-T-T-A-K-U-S. You can also follow my co-host on Twitter at EvanNFL, and you can find him on Instagram at Bucks underscore daily, the number one Buccaneers fan page on Instagram. Like I said before, go check out our guys' Real Bucks talk. If you haven't got enough free agency talk, they're talking about Shaq Barrett. I'm sure they'll talk about Rob Gronkowski, Tom Brady's extension, and much, much more. Go check them out, and if you jump in their live stream, let them know that we sent you, and we can spread the love, because that's what it's about at the end of the Absolutely. day. Absolutely. Yeah. Nothing but love around here, boy. All right, folks. That's it. I think I think that's all we that's have it. left to say. Thank you guys so much once again for hanging out with us in the live chat. Your super chats are very much appreciated. We will talk to you guys soon. Whenever Buccaneers news breaks, you know where to find us, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.